Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey. And my name is Matt, back with another Magical Parks episode for you. I know. It's been a bit since we've done a Parks episode, right? I mean, uh, I'm trying to think the last one we did that was actually a Parks episode. I mean, because we've talked about a lot uh, about the parks a lot. Yeah, I mean, we've like, our rant, uh, yeah. our Bob Chappie and, Spectacular, which has gained a lot of traction, by the way. And, I mean, you know, before each episode, a lot of times we've been talking about here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's, but, but we haven't, like, had an actual, like, parks topic in a while. We've been do- I mean, we've been doing so many movies and shows because yeah. there's so much new content coming out. Yeah, I agree. And in fact, you and I are going to go see Shang-Chi tonight. Yes. yes. With Eric. So it's kind of exciting, kind of a last minute thing. So yeah. we'll have a review on that coming up in a couple of weeks. We might even do maybe a little on the spot afterwards just to capture our initial thoughts. Because even though Black Widow was like the first phase four, it was still kind of a prequel. So like this is like new character after the events, at least we think it's after the events of, of what happened with Thanos and everything an end game so i'm really and i'm hearing great reviews about it yeah people are loving it so um i i'm very much looking forward to it it yeah i mean i've been looking forward to this one for a while yeah i know you've been talking for, for about it for a bit so uh my nate and i and his mother-in-law or my mother-in-law his mom uh, who's in town we went to see free guy yesterday have you yes. seen that yet I have not, but I've heard good things. It's really good. I know it's not Disney and we're not going to cover it on the pod, but just a quick little plug. First of all, it is, it's PG 13. So there's a little bit of edgy comedy in it. So I don't recommend taking like your eight year old to it, but you got a 12 on up, I'd say, or 13 on up for sure. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, especially if they're into video games, like it's, it's a great movie. There's a great story behind it. Ryan Reynolds is great. Uh, Takiti, um, I always get his name. Yeah, Takiti Watiti, whatever his name. He is hilarious as can be. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Um, whether you go see it in the theaters or wait for it to come out on Hulu, it's, it's, it's a good it's a good movie. Okay, good to know. Yeah, a lot of people on the internet have been very positive on it as well. So well, and it's doing well in the theaters. Like it's it's sustaining itself. Like it's I think it's close to about two hundred million dollars at this point in the yeah. last couple of weeks. So that's and I know it's not like huge numbers compared to what we're used to hearing, but post pandemic or in the middle of pandemic or whatever we are right now, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, so. that's, that's kind of the big thing now with movies. Cause I saw Shang-Chi was same thing of like, it had what, like a 75 to $85 million opening weekend, which for Marvel seems like peanuts, but for where we're at, like where we're at, that's, that's really, really good. And cause well, this and is I the wasn't first entirely... one that's not premiere access either. You, you have yeah. to go to the theaters. And I wasn't, I, I also wondered even, even without the pandemic, this host of new, content that we were going to get that wasn't some of the established characters how it was going to do anyway you know because this is you know they're they're moving away from the formula that they've had for a long time and moving into this so i'm excited i mean i'm i've read nothing about it i am going into it the only thing i know is this 10 rings was part of the original iron man and that's it. That, 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 that's all I know. So I'm, I'm really, I saw my, I saw the preview for the Eternals uh, uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago. That looked really cool. So um, yeah, it's kind of exciting. Um, before we get started on this, I do, I, I was driving, I was driving home from the grocery store today. And so this morning I woke up and it was really early. It was like seven o'clock, seven thirty. I woke up, got my shower, came downstairs. Beautiful day outside. I'm sitting outside. So if you guys hear no- noise, that's what that is. 
but I opened all my windows and I had some stuff to do. So I, I went on to YouTube and um, whenever I like have like want to kind of relax, YouTube's got some amazing like background music for, for the parks. And in fact, there's this new one that's popped up. It's three hours of Disney after dark. And so not only is it the theme park music, but they've got these amazing animated high def 4k images that they cycle through. I say all this because I think for a while, and you're going to understand this, Matt, and I think our listeners will too. When you don't have a park trip planned, you kind of go through some kind of a Disney depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like for the longest time, I mean, our, our last trip, Nate and I went back in, in, in February of 2020. So it's been a year and a half. And I know for a lot of people that, you know, that that's all they do is, you know, once every couple of years, but when you're used to going once a year or you're surrounded by the magic, like we were as cast members, when you don't have that to look forward to, you kind of go through like a little bit of a Disney depression. And ever since I started planning this trip and I'm going to go down for a couple of days in November, I suddenly find myself like wanting to listen to more park stuff and kind of get myself immersed back in the magic. Like even this list that we're going to do, I wasn't really excited about it. Why? Cause I'm like, man, when's the next time I'm going to get to do this. And now that I'm going down, I'm, I, I kind of got myself back. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Like I definitely remove myself from some Disney parks things when I don't have something planned because it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is sad that I'm not going down. Yeah. There. So we'll 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 see. I, I I'm I don't have anything planned, but there's there may be some things in the works in the next year. So we'll we'll see what happens. I was hoping to be able to get the the, the annual pass, but they've announced it now. And I don't think we've talked about this since they've announced it. No, I'm not happy. Like no one's happy. Like this is it's a friggin' fourteen hundred thirteen hundred dollar pass, which I was kind of expecting a little bit, but they've removed all of the perks and they don't let you pay monthly. You got to pay for it all up front. Like unless yeah. you're Florida, like it's just, it's weird. It's definitely really great. I think for Florida residents. Yeah. Uh, I, to a degree. Yeah. To a degree. I mean, I think there's some really nice, especially if you don't want to go on the weekends. Like if you're just like a weekday person, yeah. like one, like the, the lowest tier is in my mind, a, a, a pretty nice deal. Yeah, they but, eliminated Epcot after dark, though, or after yeah. five, which is kind of really interesting for those Florida residents. See, the thing is, it's like this big one, the one that's in the non-Florida residents. You know, they say no blackout dates. You can go whenever you want. But a lot of the talk that I've been reading, which makes a lot of sense, is there's kind of some backhanded blackout dates. Like, if you can't get a park reservation, you can't go. So, yeah. in a way, there are blackout dates. Yeah, there's blackout dates, but they aren't blacked out. But you're right. If you can't, yeah. it's not like you can just walk up and say one ticket, please. Like you have to reserve it. And I'm not sure that's going to go away. I think I don't think it is either. I think they're going to keep this park reservation system to try to help know where they need to properly staff and where they need to have more or less. And the one thing I will say that I I do like that they've done ever since they brought back dining reservations is they're only 60 days out. Yeah. You don't have to plan them six months out. You're only planning them two months out, which for me, it feels weird. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I want to get, Oh, I can't do that yet. Oh my God. Oh, I can't do that yet. But like on the 19th at 6am, I'm going to be able to hop on and start to book my, my, my reservations to the places that I want to eat. Um, by that point, space 2020 220 will be open, which I'm yeah. hoping to get a reservation for. Um, so yeah. Oh, anyway, are you ready to do this? Let's let's do some. Let's talk about some resorts. I know. Um, so top ten for those of you. It's been a while since we've done a top ten. Uh, 
we'll each list it, kind of give a brief reason why, and then the other person will go. And we kind of, I think we stink back and forth. And if we have any crossover, we just kind of talk about it. So um, do you want to go first or second? Yeah, I'll go first uh, okay. on this one. Um, so oh, by the way, gonna... we're going to have a lot of crossover, folks. Yeah. Like, I totally anticipate this will be a much shorter top 10 because there are only so many resorts out there. So anyway, and, go and, ahead. And I mean, ultimately... It really just is a matter of like, what order do we have them in? Correct. Yeah. Um, I kind of was all over the place with mine. I don't really know if there's a rhyme or reason to it. So Okay, good. Because I was not sure either. Like, it, it, like it, there really is some splitting hairs in this where it's like, yeah. I don't know. I just like this one better. And, and it's also a caveat that we have not experienced all these resorts either. Yes. But we know enough about them. We've either went to them on the, uh, on the monorail or whatever, or just visited park hopping. But we do enough about, we do know enough about them. So, yes. All right. We could also be wrong. And like our number one could be a horrible experience and we have no idea. Um, All right. Have at it. My number 10. And this is kind of my, as I always reserve my number 10 slot for maybe a, you know, a a dark horse here on a top 10. All right. I'm putting the all-star resorts in the top 10. All right. So you kept them as one. I kept them as one. All right. Um, So just for reference, mine, I just had all-star movies and it was number seven for mine, which I'll explain in a minute. Yeah. So my reasoning for this is, I I think that for the budget uh the the budget resort and this is the budget resort like I would say this is the least themed the least like the rooms I, I no I'm 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 not saying this is not saying that they're poorly themed I'm saying of all the resorts it is the least themed Really? I, you, you don't agree the face you're making is is Yeah listeners you can't see my face but Really? You think all-star resorts are the least theme? I mean, I would give you sports. Yes, sports is kind of weird. But movies and music, movies is themed like crazy. Oh, I mean, it's again, I'm not saying that it is poorly themed. I'm saying it is just not as well-themed as some of the other resorts. Like, if you go to the other resorts, it really feels like another world you have walked into. In my, from my experience, okay. where they okay. have themed it to like a specific, uh, not necessarily like a specific character or a specific like fictional land, but you know the Port Orleans, you really do kind of have this like French Quarter feel. Feel whereas I, you know in the All Star Resorts, you, you're very aware that like it's the boxy buildings. Yes, they have you know characters and stuff like that around them, but it's a, it's a boxy building. I think I think the reason why I had the expression in the take that I'm I have right now is because I think it depends on what you mean by themey. Because to me, all-star movies screams Disney. Like, it is, it's not themed to another world. It's just themed to Disney. Like, and for a lot of, like, and here's why it's number seven on my list, is it was the first resort I ever stayed at. It was all-star movies. We went in summer 2010, August, around my birthday. It was sweltering hot. We were newbies. We didn't know anything. In that resort, we would come back to, we thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And yet it was a value resort. My point is, it was Disney. Like, even now, I think that the theming of the All-Stars is better than the theming of a Port Orleans French Quarter or a Grand Florida. Because it's Disney. If you want the authentic Disney experience, not the like you're away at a Grand Floridian or a Ray in Orleans, but you want just a Disney experience, All Stars gives that to you at a really decent price. Yeah, and that and that's more of it. We're like, if you're wanting to stay on property, which I'm I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think I'm I'm safe in doing this. 
if you're doing a Disney vacation, stay on property. It yeah. keeps you in the magic. It's, you know, even this resort, like the Ulster Resort still have your full cafeteria, your arcade, your stuff, your activities that go on the resort, the awesome pools. The pools um, are amazing. Oh. And the benefit with the Ulster Resorts, I want to add, is that no matter which resort you're in, you can pool hop to any of the resorts. So you can pool hop to, to sports or pool hop to music, or pool hop to movies, no matter which one you're in. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just think that I, I like the theming of, I, I don't think it's any less Disney on Port Orleans or Grand Floridian. It still has that Disney feel to it because so much care has been taken to the theming. And ultimately, I do think that, especially with, we'll get to some of this, but with the remodeling of the contemporary, it's clear that they're infusing more IP into I, I, these Oh, resorts. completely. Well, and so that actually is a great segue to my number 10, Matt, which my number 10 is the contemporary. Um, or does it fall on your list? I'm sure my it's number there. nine. There you go. Well, that works <laughs> out perfect. No, first of all, I've never stayed at the contemporary. I have been there. Um, I have never been wowed by it. I actually think it's a very boring hotel. Um, but here's why it's number uh, 10 on my list. You can't beat where it's located. You can literally walk to the magic kingdom. Um, when I was doing some resort hopping, um, I purposely, did my resort hopping, found myself at my last resort was the contemporary. And then I was able to walk right over to the magic kingdom and get lunch. Like that was kind of like the plan. It's a five minute walk to the MK. In fact, in watching the behind the attractions videos, uh, when they were talking about, um, the, the hotels and stuff the, the Disneyland hotel one talks about the contemporary and the whole point of when they built the contemporary was that it was supposed to be an extension of Tomorrowland. The whole point is you should be able to see it from Tomorrowland, which you do. It's like what a futuristic hotel would look like. I also think it's worth mentioning that the monorail runs through it, which is just pretty outstanding itself. Um, it, it's an architectural wonder. I mean, in a lot of ways. So for that reason, it's number 10 on my list. I personally will never stay there, um, but it's on the monorail loop and it's definitely a top 10 in my book. See, I want to stay there because now they now have Incredibles rooms and fans of this pod from the from day one will know how <laughs> high I am on Incredibles. Yes. Um, and I think especially with like my family, that would be a fun because, again, Incredibles is all about family and all this other stuff. And you're right, like location, location, location. You cannot beat it. The monorail's right there, so not only is it you don't you don't want to walk, fine, you'll take the monorail, and that's a yeah. ride in itself. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, I, I, that was my number nine. Uh, okay, so then I guess my number nine. We're gonna stay on the monorail loop here. The Polynesian. Ah, Where is it on yours? The Polynesian was number six on mine. All I right, like, I really like this theming. Of I'll the give Polynesian. you the I'll give you the honor since it's a lot further up on your list. Hang on, I, I put I took actual. Sometimes I don't take notes. Like for characters, I don't need to take notes. I had to take notes on this one because right. um, uh, uh, otherwise I was going to forget of what's going on. Um, I I love that the Polynesian. Um, here we go. I love the pool. The pool just with that like mountain looks just yep. so much fun. Yeah. Um, it's got that tropical vacation feeling that if um, there are some times where I'm in the mood for a tropical vacation, but I don't actually want to go somewhere tropical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gives me this tropical vacation feel without ha- and then and without having to like go to anywhere uh, and. I don't know. It, it it feels so different from the from the parks that it 
it again feels like I, this is going to be a broken record. It feels like I've entered into another world, yeah. and and I like that feeling. I like well, my you, resort feeling like I entered into something new. You can't beat the location either. The location is phenomenal, and and honestly, from it from a, a like what it's got to offer you perspective, it's got first of all the most popular restaurant on property, Ohana. Yes. So oh, that's yeah. number one. Yeah, it's got it's got. Trader Sam's, the bar that, that was opened up, which is based off of the famous Trader Sam's in the Jungle Cruise, which if you've not seen the Jungle Cruise movie, big deal, big deal, just got to say. And it's also got Kona Cafe and the world famous Tonga Toast in it as well. It's got an amazing gift shop, right? Um, and it's got the beach, which has the one of the best views of the Magic Kingdom fireworks. If you're not in Magic Kingdom, you've got the beach right there. And I've walked that beach. That beach is awesome um i love i've taken the boats from the polynesian which are amazing the only thing i've not done with the polynesian is actually stayed there just because from a cost perspective it, it's not a very cost um economically friendly yeah <laughs> it's well, kind of cost and, prohibitive but and yeah. from what i gather the rooms are not necessarily anything like wow special. Well, they are now with the moana yeah theme. i mean with moana yeah using ip but th- it seems like that's kind of a slow go um yeah. so yeah that's another one that like i would consider staying at so i had that at number six perfect okay so my number eight was all-star movies i thought it was seven but it's eight so what's your number eight my number eight is the art of animation resort that was my number seven so there we go perfect so um this one kind of along the lines that you were saying with the all-star movies is that this is a very disney resort yes that you know it's got um like all stars on steroids yes (laughs) that you've got um uh, you know, a Little Mermaid kind of area, a Lion King area, a Cars area, and I'm blanking on the last one. Lion King, Little Mermaid, um, uh, Cars. What is that last one? Mm, okay, it'll I'm, come to us. I'm going to the Google. Going uh, to the Google. What is it? Oh, my God. How are we? Oh, Finding Nemo. Oh, Finding Nemo. Right. Right, 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 right. right. Finding yes, yeah. Finding Nemo. Um, the only reason I remember that is because when we were there with the family and you're going up to the going up, have you been there before? Yes, I have. I stayed there. Okay, before. So, so, so when you're going up with the family to the, 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 the food place, there's the, the, the seagulls, mine, 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 yep. mine, mine on the hour, every hour, like every 15 minutes. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, you know, I've stayed here. Um, and I love the, I think the best part of this resort, and this is a really be- weird best part is the cars pool that it is themed like the cozy cone motel and the cones are your little like shade things. I think that is just mm, wonderful theming. Well, it's also good to point out on this one too, that um, the rooms are inside. So they're like your door, at least in the cars area, like you're, you go, you go into the actual hotel and then you go into your room. So you've got air conditioning in the hallways where like at the all-stars, it's like a motel where here it's actually like a hotel. That that's a big deal. I've always been shocked that art of animation was considered a value resort in my mind. I, I almost felt like it was value plus or yeah. low and moderate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think if you're wanting a little bit more of a themed experience while not breaking the bank, Art of Animation is where you want to go. I mean, the other one that's kind of on this is Pop Century, which I'm a little bit more low on. It's not on my top 10 list. It is not on mine either. And and that's not to say that I hate the theming of it. I think it's cool, like the through the decades type thing. I just, 
whatever. Let's just not not my cup I, of tea. I will say this though: both of them, Art of Animation and Pop Century, have a huge reason for staying there now, which is this Disney Disney Skyliner. Yeah. So there, it's right in the central there between the two resorts, and you can catch that over to Epcot or um, uh, Hollywood Studios. So it gives you the ability, and that's a pretty big deal given kind of where those two resorts are located. I mean, it, it's they're kind of like centrally located. So being able to get to Epcot or get to Disney Hollywood Studios and in turn from Epcot be able to hop a monorail to the Magic Kingdom, you really have pretty dominant access to three of the parks by staying at those resorts. Yeah. And it's also got some options for bigger family things. So like when we took my in-laws, this is where we stayed because we could have the one bedroom out here and the other bedroom out here. Like, and, and so it gives some options there as well. And again, I love the idea that if you have a little mermaid fan or a Lion King fan or a Nemo fan or a Cars fan, you can have a themed experience where it it makes your resort day actually possible because your resort for a kid feels like something just out of the park I will just at the ne- resort. I will never forget when Lily and Blake got off of the bus, the Magical Express, their first trip to Disney. I was already there. And we're walking back to the room and we stayed in the Cars room. And, of course, Cars has got all the cars around yeah. the resort. And, and Blake, he saw McQueen for the first time. Like, we could have ended the vacation right there and he would have been in bliss. Like, just getting (laughs) off and seeing McQueen live. Like, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. But, like, and then um, they got to go swim in the Little Mermaid pool, which was cool for Lily, you know. So, yeah, it it definitely adds that touch of magic. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about theming is that it's it's not themed to a particular world. It's just – it's – it's Disney themed, which is a huge deal, right? And I agree. It's, it's, I, I do believe it's like value plus moderate low kind of thing. Okay. Um, so one, two, three, four. So this is my number f- six. Yeah. This is my, do you have a number seven? So I, I'm losing track here. Sorry. Um, so my number 10 was, uh, no, I haven't given my number seven. I gave me number six because that was so the give your number seven then. Yeah. So my number seven is Coronado Springs. Oh, that's my number two. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. my number two. Well, then please go for it. <laughs> All right. So here's why it's my number two. First of all, have you stayed there? I have not. Okay. I have actually stayed there. Um, back when we when I was a cast member, still, we we this was this was actually when we went back in February 2020. Um, they had Coronado Spring rooms, not the Grand Destino Tower, but they had Coronado Spring rooms. Um, they were like. $225 a night for cast members. It was insane. Like it was really, really cheap. Oh, nice. But anyway, it was our first kind of foray into kind of a, a non value other than French quarter, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. Um, so we stayed. Here's why I absolutely love it. It is probably the most beautiful resort or one of the most beautiful resorts on property, the most beautiful moderate on property in my mind, the waterfront is, at night when you're walking around the resort and there's the bridges that go out to the different restaurants on the water and the tower in the background, it is an amazing romantic spot. The rooms are huge. They've been recently redone, which I absolutely love the tower. So we got to go up to the, I think it's Taleo all the way at the top floor and eat dinner. And then we got to watch, um, we were going to watch the fireworks, but they canceled them because of the, because of the wind that night, but we got to overlook galaxy's edge from the tower, which was nice. just so cool and have, have a cocktail. Um, 
the 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 food court area is amazingly themed. They've got a separate restaurant indoor, and then it's the pool. The pool is one of the best themed pools. This Aztecan pyramid in the middle of it, with the waterfall checking the, uh, trickling down. You can get frozen margaritas right at the pool, which is amazing if you want one. Um, I highly recommend Coronado Springs uh, to anybody. Like it's a great honeymoon destination in my mind too. So, uh, I, listeners, I, you I, I hear your your daughter's hear a little voice in, during while we're recording, which is totally fine. Um, I have a bunch of my McDonald's toys. Um, ah, hey. Hey, monkey, do you want to come say hi? Want to come say hi to the listeners? Come here. Oh, boy. We get a cameo from one of Matt's kids on the pod. This is the first time this has ever happened. Yes. Now, she's she's playing with toys. There's way more ah. interesting things that are out here. Well, well okay. I'll get her. I'll get her. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is where I on my list, I really just start splitting hairs. Like mm-hmm. you could absolutely can like reorder my list and convince me that Coronado Springs is number two and my number two is number seven. And I, I wouldn't be upset. It re- everything you said, I, I echo. Um, I just maybe it's because I haven't stayed there um, that that I'm just not as high on it. For, you know, again, like we're talking very much splitting hairs here. One so. thing I'll add to this too is that, so one thing that's nice about these bigger resorts like this is that they have multiple bus stops as well. So depending on where you are, you don't have to walk to one centralized bus stop out at the front of the lobby. You actually, like where we were at, we were able to walk around the corner and there was a bus stop there. It picked us up and we were able to go. Um, these moderate resorts do that. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about the moderates is that you have, you don't have to walk to one centralized location and feel like you're being cattle, like, like, or like your cattle being corralled into a, uh, a well, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Uh, so my number six, I have animal kingdom lodge. Ah, that's that my number list. two. You want to talk about it? Have at it. Okay. I am an animals fan. I love animals. I love going to zoos. So I I understand this is very biased for me because I love the idea that I can wake up in the morning feeling like I'm on the African savanna and like (laughs) see an animal. And that just feels awesome. That is the only reason I have it at number two, because it is 100% personal bias. I think for me, the reason why I even have it on the list is just Knowing how Walt felt now, like after watching the special on the Jungle Cruise and knowing how he wanted to do real animals and he wasn't able to do it. But then Animal Kingdom kind of brought that to life, you know, even though, you know, posthumously for him. But like you said, this this gives the ability for guests to kind of transport themselves to something they've never seen before or kind of feel like they're in a different world altogether. I have, have you, I know you, you haven't stayed there, but have you, have you ever been there? I've been there. Yes. It is a gorgeous resort. Um, and they've got two of the best restaurants on property too, with Boma, which I have eaten at, which is amazing. It's a buffet and they've got Sanaa as well. And I've never stayed at Sanaa or never eaten at Sanaa, but I've been told that if you do go to Sanaa, Order their bread service because I've heard it's phenomenal. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I've not yeah. been to Sanaa, but I yeah, I've been on uh, most of these resorts. Have at least like Visited. been there. Yeah, um, but uh, um, uh, yeah, it's the animals. It's one hundred percent the animals. I mean, again, yeah. the resort is gorgeous, but it's one hundred percent the animals. <laughs> well, and it, it would have to have something unique like that to kind of draw people over to it. Because let's be honest, it is on the south side of property. I mean, animal kind kingdoms kind of out there. It is. It's kind of away from from a lot of the rest of the action of, of world. So, okay. Um, what's your number five? 
My number five is uh, Port Orleans Resort. Same with me. I, I narrowed it to Port Orleans French Quarter, but we can talk about the resort as a whole. Yeah, French Quarter is um, w- is mostly where I focused um, things on. Um, I mean, I know Riverside's there too, but I I took a trip in college to New Orleans mm-hmm. and got I to talk um, about this. Yeah, um, and got to like g- okay. Um, I have a bunch of figures here and she likes to, <laughs> she likes, to, she can name quite a lot of them. Um, does your kid know who Wasabi from Big Hero 6 is? Mine does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we got to go around the French Quarter and we got to eat authentic beignets from Cafe des Mondes. And it was, it was so fun. It was such a fun city. And so this feels like a taste of that. And I do like that it has been infused with princess and the frog princess Tiana. And I I love that movie. And so I like that they've put that IP in and I feel like they've done it in a very classy way. Yeah. They, so we stayed there real quick on the beignets. They published the recipe for those, which I have on my phone. One of these days I'm actually going to try to make them beside the point. So, um, that we we stayed there. It was a friend's trip. It was uh, four of us. It, or it was Nate and I, our fr- Amy, you guys all know a friend of the pod, Amy, and then Shaddy, who was on with us to talk about Hercules uh, several months back. The four of us went, and we stayed at Fr- uh, Port Orleans French Quarter. I don't recommend doing it for a group of four like that. Um, the, the, the rooms in the French Quarter are a little bit smaller. We, it was really tight, but for like a honeymoon, amazing uh, possibility for a honeymoon or maybe even a small family of four. Um, that said, it is a small resort, which is makes it much more intimate, at least the French Quarter side of it, much more intimate. You can get to the hall pretty quickly. And it's only about a 10-minute walk over to Riverside along the river, by the way, where you can get and see the bigger rooms. And there's the bigger gift shop, the bigger mess hall, all that stuff. And there's also the boat, the ferry, down to Disney Springs right from French Quarter as well. So you have the ability to take a ferry over to French, uh, from French Quarter over to Disney Springs if you want to do some shopping like that as well. The pool is amazingly themed, as you've, you've made mention. But we stayed there in 2016, and this was before they um, remodeled it. So the, the food court looked one way, and about a year or two later, they remodeled it. And it's it's much more contemporary now, um, like you said, with some of those themes of Princess and the Frog. Um, it's very well done. I think it's moderately priced, hence being a moderate resort. Um, highly recommend it if you're looking for something to get that authentic Louisiana feel and get the beignets, get the beignets. I mean, really, that's just a motto for life. Get the beignets. beignets. Just get them. There it is. Wherever you are, just get the beignets. <laughs> Agreed. All right. I'm going to do my number four. Yes. We're going to go over to the boardwalk. Yes. Again, that's my number four too. All right. Perfect. So here's the thing. Honestly, I say the boardwalk, but you got boardwalk, beach club, yacht, yacht club over there. That whole cove of Epcot resorts over there. I didn't realize how awesome it was over there. And so when Nate and I went in, um, in February, 2020, we decided it was one of our kind of, I don't say it was an off day, but we just didn't go to the park very early. We decided to do some friendship boating and, and we decided to go over to the boardwalk there. It is like literally its own entertainment destination over there between jelly rolls, the, 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 the piano bar over there, the ESPN club, which I think they actually closed, but the ESPN club that was over there, you've got a dance hall over there. You can actually dance. Um, the, the, the pools over there are outstanding. 
even if you're not staying there, it's worth a half a day or even a day just to go spend over there. It's the like carnival, literally going to a boardwalk. The, the carnival theme just yeah. rocks it. Like, I just love it. Again, that whole, I have been transported into this old-timey carnival, and it it's so, so fun. I love being surrounded by that. And, and, and here's the thing. It, it is, you can get to it easily now. Disney, with its forms of transportation, you don't need a bus to get there. It doesn't matter where you're staying on property. You can get there very easily because it's connected through the friendship boats, which are on the backside of Epcot, which are connected by the Skyliners, which will get you to the, some of the resorts we talked about earlier. Epcot's also connected by the monorail, which, by the way, is connected to the Magic Kingdom, which, by the way, is connected to the, resor- the resorts on the monorail loop. You literally, unless you're staying at Animal Kingdom or All-Stars, you can get there without having to take a bus or an Uber. And it's it's kind of a, it's it, it's an adventure. Like, don't plan it on a park day. Planned, like, resort hopping in and of itself is kind of its own adventure for, for a day. Well, and, and you also, the bus is transportation to a fun thing. Yeah. The monorail, the Skyliner, the friendship boats, all that stuff, in my mind, is experiential. Yep. That's that is like a fun, fun experience. And so it doesn't feel like as much of a chore. Getting on the bus feels like a chore. Waiting for it, getting on, getting off Agreed. feels like a chore. Agreed. The Skyliners are great. The oh. Skyliners are. Have you been on one yet? I have not, but I'm oh, so they're, excited. They're, and they are. They're not a chore because you're literally, you might wait a little bit, but they're, they're continuously moving and you walk right on. Kind of like the people move right away. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. What is your number three, sir? And we might have similar ones here. Um, so this, I, I have this rated high because of you, and that is Fort Wilderness Cabin. Same thing. It's my number three. I, I mean, love so this. If you want to hear a full breakdown of yeah. this, there's a con- I believe it's a convince me episode that we did it a while is. back of the Fort Wilderness Lodge. And we've been talking about on this pod, location, location, location. I I think that's that the location of it is very, very good. And I do think that if you are if you like that kind of campground feel, it it really does give you that. It's 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 glamping, actually, yeah. is the term. It's glamorous camping. That's because what you that's get my the cabin, kind of camping. You get air conditioning, you get a full-fledged refrigerator, full-fledged stove, full-fledged dishwasher, microwave, you get a full queen size bed. Uh, you get two bunk beds. You get a pull-down Murphy bed. That's another queen-size bed. You can fit six in that cabin. So you got a group of friends going. It's a perfect experience. Again, you've got the beach right there. You can do volleyball. You can rent jet skis. You can rent paddle boats. Um, you can you got- spend a day at this resort. Like, oh, absolutely. Easily. easily. And, all, and all I got to say is hoop de doo review <laughs> if you want it. Some nighttime entertainment. Mm-hmm. They've also got trails in restaurant if you want all-you-can-eat buffet kind of American-style food. Um, and that's that's the cabins. There's also the campground. So you mm-hmm. can actually bring a camper with you if you want to do it that way for a really on the cheap. And of course there's also the wilderness lodge, which is, you know, a 10 minute drive or 10 minute walk the other direction, completely different resort, but similar kind of idea. It's more of a hotel kind of in the wilderness, right? Yeah. No, so, I, I was not as high on, had we done this before that episode, Fort wilderness would have been like number 10 or even not on my list. So it is thanks to you that I've looked into yeah. it more and gone, you know, like, uh, now when I'm looking at, okay, I know we want to take these people. We want to take yep. these people. Like we've got a couple people that have said, you know, I want to go with you. And I'm well, like, if we end up doing that trip where it's like, you know, you and, and your wife and me and Nate 
and and you know two you know another couple or something. Of course, I can't imagine you'd take not go without your kids. But if it ever ends up being that, like if it ends up being like like three couples, that's a perfect way to do it. Casey, is it sad that yes? I, okay, pause. I'm very excited to take my kids. I am very <laughs> very excited, but. Is it bad that I almost would prefer to leave my children at home and go to Disney World? <laughs> there, no, that's not bad. You know, it's funny when I tell people that I've, I've been to Disney, you know, 10 times. I've only been there with kids once that people go, wait, what? Disney, in my mind, is not a kid's vacation. It's not. It's, you, you do have to plan it differently with kids. Like, totally I mean, because when I'm there, it is sun up to sun, you know, sun up to sundown yeah. and beyond. And yeah. with kids, you just can't do that. No. Um, I learned that when we took the when we took the kids last time, and you, you, you know, and they, they only experienced twenty, fifteen, ten percent of what the resort has to offer their first trip. That's normal. You know, you kind of got to work them into it. So, no, it's not bad. I, okay. I, I, I feel you. Great. I, I don't feel like such a horrible <laughs> parent. <laughs> All right. What is your number two? My number two is Animal Kingdom Lodge. All right. So we're both at our number ones then. Yes. Which I have a feeling it's going to be the same one. I have a feeling it's going to be the same because one Because this too. is a resort that's been on my bucket list all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the Grand Floridian. Is that your yep. number one? Yeah, that's my number okay. one. For, I'm for, thinking uh, my... Go for it. Because it's probably the same reasons that it's okay. on my bucket list. Well, too. here, here's it. When you think Disney Resort, when you think Disney Vacation, I, I don't know about you, but what pops in my head is that image from the 90s of the monorail in front of in front of the magic kingdom panning out. And then you see the grand Floridian and you're in, in the grand Floridian around the seven seas lagoon. And, and you, you, you see Jesse Katsopoulos from full house vacationing there. You see, <laughs> you, 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 you see the Disney like synergy of the Michael Eisner era. There is no more resort in my mind that screams Disney than the grand Floridian. It's, it, it, it's like in my mind, like what you're working towards for a Disney vacation. Like, does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, like this, this would be the Disney trip to be able to go to the gland, gland, grand Floridian. Uh, <laughs> it's hard the to gland say. Floridian. Wow. The gland. Yeah. We don't want to go um, to the land. Okay. Like, yeah, it, it just, it's, it, it is synonymous with Disney. Like that's the resort. That's yeah. it. Like if, if, if you asked, people what's the one resort there grand floridian is the resort i i just i i really really want to stay there i know there's there's tons of resorts and any of them i'm happy to stay at like even pop century if i'm at disney world whatever i'll stay in i'll stay in whatever hotel you want me to stay in but But, that one that one though it's okay it's on the monorail loop it's directly across or kind of to the right but kind of across from magic kingdom you can see cinderella castle um like, just think about that. Waking up every morning going, and just there's castle. the castle. There it, there is. it is. Like, and again, you can get that from the contemporary. You can get that from the Polynesian. Yes, you can get that. But you, you, uh, it, 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 the other G word that comes to mind when I think of Grand Floridian is it's glamorous. Like, you wake up, it has that Florida vibe, like people wearing white pants and, and you know, cabana style shirts, you know, with, with straw hats in my mind. I don't know. Like it just, it has a glamorous feel. Like when you go, when I go there, what's really funny about this is when I go there, 
and I'm in my shorts, flip-flops, and a t-shirt to do a resort hop, I almost feel underdressed a little bit when I'm there, but then you quickly get over it because other people are walking around. Oh, yeah. You check out the gift shops, and, and the gift shops are amazing. 1900 Park Fair for, for breakfast. Oh, my goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Character, character dining. Character dining. If you got a little girl, you can do the the tea with the with Alice, I think, or with uh, Mary Poppins there. Um, oh, you know that's happening. It, you know, unfortunately, that that poor uh, kid um, who got um, uh, killed by that crocodile a few years back, you can actually can visit the beautiful um, the beautiful lighthouse in his honor there. I think his name was Dylan. Um, I did that a couple of years ago. I got to visit the the, the lighthouse, mm. which was beautiful. It's a beautiful memorial to him. The beach there, the the it it, it the, oh uh, Mor- uh, is it Morosi's? I think it's Morosi's. There's a steakhouse there if you're into steak. And it just there is no more quintessential hotel resort, Disney resort in my mind than the Grand Floridian. Well, and it's also got the spa there, and so yeah. I mean, you could do a full spa day, and then also a full resort day, and yeah. so it, it really does offer a lot there. And now it is on the pricier end, but again, like that's it's, it's not the pricier; it's the priciest. It's, yeah. It is their it is their pin ultimate or ultimate, I should say hotel like it is it is the the top of their price chain yeah yeah oh man now now i really want to go i know i you know what's okay i'm so excited to be going in november but i'm not staying on property i'm staying at the the hilton orlando which is right across from disney springs which is just gonna feel weird to me don't get me wrong i'm very excited because i know that hilton's got amazing customer service but it's gonna feel weird not being on disney property for that time period of time so you know it gives me a reason why i want to i want to eventually get a dvc membership and buy into a buy into a and and own part of the hotel for so long yeah i've thought about that i mean i've thought about many a disney thing all the time (laughs) uh and for sure i think just right now it just doesn't make sense for me because with where i'm at but it doesn't make sense for a lot of people right now i'm i'm going to be curious to see what happens on september 8th when these annual passes go on sale and to see if, you know, how many of them actually sell. Because they put that they might limit them, you know, and, and they may not be available for sale at all times. So it really does make me wonder, you know, I, we've said this on this podcast before that I think Disney was looking for a way to kind of eliminate the annual pass or try to cut down on it. Yeah. Because we all know that annual pass members don't spend as much money and, and all that stuff. Uh, this this might have done it because we talked about some of that anger, some of that frustration that Disney fans were feeling a couple weeks ago. It hasn't let up. No. Uh, it has not. If anything, it's intensified. They've been saying the parks the last week or so have been like virtually empty. Now it is that it is that time of year, like, and this, it's also three three weeks before the the fiftieth anniversary too. Exactly, like <laughs> that that makes sense. But like, I mean, we're talking like you can get boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance at like three p.m. No, no, they had boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance up until eight o'clock. Yeah, just eight o'clock just, at night. Like you could literally walk on. Like they, they would not let you walk on, but you would go click and then you could walk on like yeah. that's how like that never happens yeah peter pan's flight was like a 20 minute wait that never that happens. never happens like that pandora was a walk-on flight of passage that never happens Which, so, whenever i see that i'm like oh why I am i not know. down there i know <laughs> i put that music on today and just kind of closed my eyes and i was like all right 60 okay. some more days one thing though have you seen so they're doing um uh uh, annual pass DVC previews for Remy's Ratatouille adventure. 
I know my friend Brandon has been on that. Yeah, and um, but they've also shown some of the product. And did you see the, the light, light up the light up yes! chef where Remy pops out the top? Yes! Okay, I, I have to say this that there's a lot of stuff that the parks we are disagreeing with right now. But gosh dang it, whoever's in charge of the merchandising is rocking it. They are they really knocking are. it out of the park. They Holy really cow. Well, this is this is where I, I hope that, you know, at some point they figure out a way to bring the Disney store kind of an extension of the park. We've talked about this. That's the kind of stuff that you could bring into a small little pop-up shop in some flagship locations and people would eat it up. Well, imagine, so this is like, like these resorts are, they're not themed to Disneyland's. They're almost themed to like different parts of the country or different eras or something like that. Wouldn't it be cool to have extension of the parks that were almost like resorts? So to, to just use a resort that already exists. Yeah, that's like, smart. What about, uh, you know, so in some location, there's an old-timey boardwalk that has the extension of the parks. Mm. And if there's one that feels like a Polynesian village. Or there's I love one that, it. Like, or, or, you know, to use, you know, our, our town, like if there was one in Chicago that felt like a turn-of-the-century Chicago area. like Kind of like what they have at the Museum of Science and Industry when you're walking down that Chicago-style street. Exactly. That'd be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that I think would be really, really cool that you could infuse some of the parks into I've got it. One. I've got one for you. What if you could design um, a Disney store to um, look like Main Street USA, like a miniature oh. Main Street USA with a yeah. miniature emporium and a miniature confectionery? Yeah. Like, How like, awesome would that be? Even if you just co copy and pasted that. So you've got mini, mini emporium, mini confectionery. Boom. People would go nuts for that. That would be amazing. Amazing. All right. This has been fun. This was awesome. I, I think everyone, it was especially after the episode a couple weeks ago, like we needed this. This was good. We had the mailbag episode last week. We've got this episode here. This was good. I, I felt I feel good about this. Yeah, about and we've you? got some fun ones coming up. Uh, uh, we've got uh, hopefully some guests. I know of one guest, and I'm hoping to grab another one here. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for I'm excited for uh, uh, the episodes we got coming up. We got some fun ones. Uh, I'm yeah. I think next Halloween week, episode. Yeah. Well, next week is is we've got uh, Rogue One. Yeah. So Rogue One will be coming up, and then we've got a whole onslaught of new ones. But you said some Halloween episodes coming up, which is really good. Uh, Shang Chi, which we're gonna go see tonight. I'm so excited! Ooh. I actually can see you in person, which will be exactly. Fun. Um, we don't. Oop, speaking of those bees, I told you there would be a bee at some point. <laughs> I, I'm sitting outside, <laughs> listeners, and I was like, if you hear me going ah, because there's a bee. Um, anyway, um, all right, it is closing time. Matt, how do they get a hold of us? You can email us beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Lots of new members, so welcome. And some of you are commenting on the stuff. We love hearing from you all. Share your Disney stuff. Comment on things. It's a, it's a ton of fun to hear from you all. It really uh, is. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram, at Beers Ears 1928. As always, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. Wherever you're going, listen and subscribe. Um, as when this episode comes out, uh, discontinued on display season two is up. Uh, I What's know the it, first one. I know at least first 
Furbies is up. Um, oh, boy. Do you want to know how to turn your Furby evil? I found out looking through the internet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Furbies are, it's bad enough because Furbies look like gremlins and look like little mogwais and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. and we found some really interesting, like, like, part of the thing that we have to do on that show is we have to find products with, like, somewhat interesting stories. It can't just be like, yeah, they created it and then it got discontinued because that's not an episode. Speaking of discontinued on display, Chris is going to be a special guest for us uh, in a couple of episodes, correct? Yeah, he's, we're doing a discontinued Disney and we're talking great movie ride. Yeah. And so he's going to come on. He actually says one of my friends was one of the like actors on, uh, nice. on great movie ride. So, well, um, and it was fun. Last time we had him was when we did the... Uh, the 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 court of disney redemption so that was that was a lot of fun yeah so. we're gonna have him on for a non-home on the range episode because he deserves it <laughs> yeah um, these are real <laughs> room for one more <laughs> oh my gosh all right ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and raise our glasses this episode has been on us we will see you next week have a great day bye everyone Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.